Hey, it's Chris. This is a text-to-speech audio blog from my website, chrismichaels.com. You can find the full written text of what you're about to hear in a blog by the same or almost the same title as this podcast. Thanks for listening. If you've been following me on social media, you may have seen me make many comments on sonship. This is a topic known by almost no one in the church. In four plus decades in all sorts of churches, including Pentecostal, I had never heard anyone teach about this matter of sonship. The only thing I had any knowledge of was the church realm which includes prophets and apostles and the supernatural gifts of the Holy Spirit. The biggest display of the supernatural that I had ever seen included healing miracles and calling out words of knowledge that contained prophetic insight into someone's personal life. These gifts of the Spirit, 1 Corinthians 12 7-11, are considered by most people to be the highest level of the supernatural that exists anywhere and hardly anyone even in the Pentecostal churches has any of these operating in their life. I had been trained to believe this was the most anyone could achieve if they really went after it. Coming from my own background in four decades of dead religion churches that reject the supernatural, just learning about anything in this realm was a big leap forward for me. It was not until about three years ago that I heard any kind of teaching that went way over the top of everything I've just described. What I'm going to explain next here in this blog is not my own insight, nor have I, yet, become fully activated in this realm, although I am making progress. Everything here in this blog is a very brief intro summary of a much longer teaching series from David E. Taylor which you can order directly from Joshua Media Ministries International. The Office of Sonship, Maturity to Work with the Father God, by David E. Taylor. Depending on your background, what I'm going to say here will force you to rethink everything you've been taught. This content is straight from the Bible and like many other things, it is so plainly obvious, it's mind-boggling how any of us could have overlooked such truths. But let me say for the average church person. I've observed that unfortunately, those who have been in the church realm too long have a very hard time accepting anything new. I hope you will receive all this like the good ground in the verse below, not the hard religious ground of the Pharisees who rejected anything unfamiliar to them. Greater than but others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some 60, some 30. Greater than Matthew 13 8, NKJV. Distinction, Church versus Kingdom. Maybe the best place to start here is to make a couple distinctions. As with any topic, when we don't know any better, we often make the mistake of throwing a whole group of things altogether into one big category when they are each in fact, completely separate matters. Let's begin by separating two different entities, Church and Kingdom. Starting with a straightforward biblical fact, the Church is where we find Apostles, prophets, pastors, etc. This is where we should expect to see various supernatural gifts that are intended to come with each of these. The verse below is where we find the church realm explained and categorized. Until I heard Apostle Taylor's teaching on this topic of the kingdom, I had absolutely no knowledge of any of this. Greater than and God has appointed these in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, administrations, varieties of tongues greater than 1 Corinthians 12 28, NKJV. Although most overlook it, this verse delineates what roles and positions are found in the church and separates them from what should be found outside of and beyond it. The church has a purpose and this verse above gives a few facts about the organization, structure and characterizations of what we should find there. This is all pretty straightforward so far, this is where the church operates. And that is supposed to be the beginning point, not the ending, for everyone. But there is a realm beyond that. Before we go there, we need to first lay a foundation by dealing with a matter of logical progression which will help link some things together. Stages of Maturity Just as in the natural where we have separate levels of maturity, 
we should also expect to see some type of distinction made in the spiritual. As it turns out, Jesus and Paul do in fact tell us that there are separations in the stages of development that one is expected to go through after they receive Jesus as their Savior and God. If you do a search on the words babe, child and son, you will find many verses. Here is only one. Greater than in that hour Jesus rejoiced in spirit, and said, I thank Thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that Thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent, and hast revealed them unto babes, even so, Father, for so it seemed good in Thy sight. Greater than Luke 10:21 KJV. In this passage above, Jesus characterized the level of maturity of His followers at that particular time. Proper development in the natural and spiritual should be obvious, baby, child, fully mature man. This is where we find the purpose of the Church, to train people from the level of a newborn believer in Jesus to a fully mature son. Everyone who comes to Jesus has a ton of stuff that needs to get fixed in their life. There is no way to shortcut the process, we all have issues that need to be corrected and lined up according to God's way. So the Church has its place right there. Just as a natural-born child is expected to learn how to walk, eat, tie their shoes and progress in various levels of schooling, we are also expected to learn and become mature as believers. If a person never makes any progress in the natural, something is wrong, so it is also in the spiritual. We are required to grow up. Greater than as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the Word, that ye may grow thereby. Greater than 1 Peter 2 2, KJV. But because the Church has lacked this knowledge of spiritual development beyond the basic levels, we do not see examples of fully mature sons. We see almost no one in the Church realm operating in higher levels of sonship. When you go to your church, you don't see your pastor or even a visiting prophet from out of town performing acts that are at the level of sonship. Unfortunately, the most you may ever see are a few big-name ministers operating at the confined level of the gifts of the Spirit, which are in the church realm. Again, all these insights are not my own but I learned this in the last three years from Apostle David E. Taylor. Greater than till we all come in the unity of the faith, and of the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ greater than Ephesians 4:13 KJV. Back to the progression of development, there should be clearly obvious levels of spiritual progression with specific outward manifestations. Just like a child in the natural grows up and learns to drive a car, do their own laundry, go to work in some career, a fully mature spiritual son should go beyond the level of a baby and then child in order to perform the kinds of tasks God created him or her to do. This is now where we go from church realm to kingdom. The below verse is one hint about the distinctions in our maturity process, an heir to a throne does not receive full authority until they have grown up. Inheritance to rule in a kingdom may have been given from birth but until reaching a fully mature state, no person is able to perform at that level. Greater than now I say, that the heir, as long as he is a child, differeth nothing from a servant, though he be lord of all. Greater than Galatians 4:1 KJV. So now that we've covered the basics of our maturity process, we need to deal with the next question, what is a fully mature son and what do they look like in the spiritual realm? What are the characteristics of sonship once this fully mature state has been reached? Sonship explained, go back to the beginning. When looking for biblical evidence of what a fully mature son should look like, we need to go back to the beginning of creation. Why the entire church has missed this most obvious point is mind-boggling. What I'm about to say next should be common sense except that because of our church realm programming, the vast majority of us have completely overlooked and missed this. Here it is. Adam was not created to be a prophet or preacher or apostle. No. Nothing wrong with those but this was not God's intent for all humanity. Adam was created a fully mature man from day one who did not have to go through the normal birth process. 
God made him fully mature so he could work directly with him from day one. So what was he able to do? Well, for starters, God did not create Adam with only 10% of his brain functioning like we all have today. It was the fall, sin, in the garden that came in after the initial creation where Adam was left with only this 10%. You have to expand your thinking here and ask a serious question about what could Adam do with a full 100% of his brain operating? Let me say it again, expand your thinking here, this goes beyond the level of normal intellectual processing. Key point, one of the characteristics of a fully mature son is that his, or her, brain is restored by God to functioning at a full 100% and this goes beyond just intellectual abilities. Again, think logically, we've put satellites in orbit, created computers, made many scientific discoveries and we are now working on developing quantum computers, all with only 10% of our brain. You cannot seriously say that a full 100% would just stop at the level of just more intellectual processing like this. No, it's much bigger. Greater than and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Greater than Ephesians 4 23-24, KJV. Adam was created at the highest level from day one with full use of all natural and supernatural abilities. But although he sinned and lost that, he is not the only person in the Bible who operated at the sonship level. Adam was created at the fully mature state but there are others in the Bible who reached this level by a process of maturing. Let me make another very obvious point here about Adam, not once do we see Adam giving prophecies or calling out words of knowledge and telling people their names and addresses. Okay, right, I'm being sarcastic here but the point should be obvious. God did not create Adam to be a church realm person with gifts of the Spirit. This is so obvious, how can anyone miss this? Clarification, take none of what I'm saying about the gifts of the Spirit in a negative context, these are necessary but they are very low in the order of magnitude of the supernatural abilities we were created to operate in. Keep everything in its proper place and this should all make sense. Adam was created to operate at a much, much higher level than this. Go back to Genesis 1:26. God gave Adam dominion over all the elements of creation. This is what sonship looks like. Obvious difference between that and calling out words of knowledge and prophetic words, right? Question, so. Do you want to know how to regain 100% of your brain capability? Get the product below by JMMI and others in this series and you'll find out. That's something I won't discuss here. Characteristic of sonship. Here is the primary distinction between a baby, a child and a fully mature man. A fully mature son is capable of working directly with God, not just Jesus or the Holy Spirit. And this is why the church does not recognize or understand what sonship is. The church has completely missed the fact that Old Testament characters like Elijah, Moses, Joshua, Ezekiel, etc. all work directly with God. They were not only working with the Holy Spirit but with God the Father Himself. Go back and read every account of what these men did and you will see how obvious this is. Look at what type of supernatural acts they performed. What they did goes way beyond what we see in the church realm with prophets and pastors. As I said at the top here, church realm people have gifts of the Holy Spirit, well, maybe some do, but this is not what we see with the Old Testament men, they were way beyond that. Here's a brief list. Supernatural transportation. Calling down fire from the sky. Moving oceans and rivers out of the way. Commanding the earth to open up. Commanding animals to obey. Control over time. Multiplying resources. Levitation. The miracles performed by Joshua, Elisha, Moses and others dealt with commanding the creation itself. And this is not what we find today in the church realm. Is this starting to make sense yet? Hope so. 
greater than for the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. Greater than Romans 8 19, NKJV. Sonship in unlikely places, movies? Okay, so if all the above that I just said didn't throw you off your hard bench pew in some stoic outdated church, then maybe this will. Have you been noticing lately the surge in Hollywood movies dealing with humans who have unusual abilities and perform supernatural acts? I won't get into that too much here because that is also another entire blog article topic but if you are going to start studying sonship, the light is eventually going to go on in your head and you will realize you've been seeing this in a dramatized form all over Hollywood movies. I admit to not being too much of a movie watcher myself and I'm rather late in the game catching up to a particular series of movies which have become extremely popular in the last decade. I'm talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe series and the DC Comics series. When you really get your mind renewed with the Sonship understanding, you are going to see the powers and abilities of these comic book movie characters showing up in the Bible. Just to get you thinking in the right direction, here is a preview. Power to call down fire, Elijah, Thor. Supernatural strength, Samson, the Hulk, Captain America, Superman. Magic ability to move things, Elisha, Scarlet. Supernatural ability for wealth, Joseph, Tony Stark, Batman. Supernatural transportation and control over time, Joshua, Doctor Strange. Power to take down demonic principalities ruling regions, Jesus, the Apostles, Wonder Woman. Divine ability to be used as a god, Moses, Joshua, Elijah, Elisha, Thor, Peter Quill, Doctor Strange. Need I say more? Even those who do not believe in the Bible have figured out something is seriously missing. This is what I call prophetic messages in unusual places. Start watching all these movies and you'll begin to see what may appear on the surface to be fantasy land imagination that gets its roots straight from God and plainly seen in biblical characters. Do yourself a big favor and stop thinking of everything in religious terms. The reason the church does not understand most of this is because of how religion has hijacked and watered down the reality of biblical truth, dumbing everything down to the level of babies and children. To be honest, I hope some of what I've said here has offended you enough to have dead religion shaken off from you. When I first heard all this, I did not have an evil Pharisee attitude of rejecting anything I had never heard before. I was open-minded and I had already known I spent my entire life missing out on most of what was in the Bible. Unfortunately, many of my own friends did not receive this with an open mind and a humble attitude. Until you get it into your head that you don't know everything and we all have much to learn, you will be forever stuck in nonsense routines and rituals and Sunday morning social clubs that are getting you nowhere and having no effect on the world. Product Recommendation All this above here is only the short version. Obviously, I cannot explain everything in one blog article so there are several areas here that I have not developed fully. The product below by David E. Taylor is one of many that deals with all aspects of sonship. Start with this one and then hear more of what Apostle Taylor has learned from direct personal face-to-face visitations by Jesus and God. In case you're wondering, David E. Taylor is not presenting all the material in this teaching below from an academic perspective. No, Apostle Taylor is teaching this from the level of sonship that he has already attained himself and that's been confirmed by many witnesses. I recommend you get all the teachings on this topic available at JMMI and get yourself moving towards the calling and assignment we all have and take up our first estate. Do not remain stuck at an immature stage, become a fully mature son so God can work with you to shake the world. Resources Product, The Office of Sonship, Maturity to Work with the Father God and Sonship in the Kingdom of God CD-DVD set by David E. Taylor, Contact to Order, Joshua Media Ministries International Article, Intro to -to Face-to-Face Appearances, The Movement and Miracles, JMMI Website, 
Joshua Media Ministries International. Contact. Sign up for my email updates and connect with me on all forms of social media. Subscribe.